Welcome on board to this, the 1259 Express service to London St. Pancras International. Calling it intrigue, discourse and turpitude. The buffet is located in coach F and the quiet carriage is located in coach A with DJ Paulette and Gavin Kingsley. Do pay attention to the safety posters and please don't block the aisles with baggage, emotional or otherwise. Um, so last night, um, I saw the Gaga film. Oh, don't tell me anything. No spoilers. Don't, all I'm going to say is please don't go and see it. Oh, really? It, that bad? It, you know those films where it could have finished at any moment in time, an hour and a half before, but it just keeps going. And then when you think they've wrapped something up, suddenly it's like another scene. It's like... Yeah. It's Ridley, I, it's Ridley Scott though, isn't it? Uh, but it's uh, yeah no. Uh, uh, by the end, even Gaga was bored. By the end, she was Russian. Her voice. Her, oh, it, really? it, 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 it just was really yeah. I mean, I haven't seen. Has it got good reviews? Um no, no. Oh, good. It hasn't. It hasn't. And, and in terms of reviews that I've seen on my Twitter and my Facebook, I mean, I, one of my friends said um, Anna Goodman. She said that it was like slapstick and comedy. She saw the comedy in it and she's been through the fashion and she thought that fashion-wise it was great and plot-wise it was pure comedy. It was bizarre. But then everybody else I've seen that has seen it says don't bother. It's an hour and hour and 40 minutes too long. Exactly. I, 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 normally when I go to the cinema I always check the time just so I can prepare myself yeah but this time for, 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 I don't did know why did you check then. it I never checked it so I was just I was like hang so on so how long is the actual film then 2 hours 40 minutes oh wow way too long I mean The Revenant was 3 hours yeah I mean and also it's just that was a good film <laughs> the, the thing is about it is it, it's, this would have made a great um TV series, yeah. Have, so you know, why didn't he make it for Netflix or it, you know? Or but it, it just felt, and also, no one knows how much of this is true. Does not, you know? It just felt really made up. Um, I thought Gaga, but I thought they, I thought they actually had the input of the woman. What's her name? Patricia. Yeah. I don't know. Because she's come out of prison. She's she's still alive. So yeah, cool. and she said her response was that well first of all she was upset that they didn't ask her to play herself, which is just the absolute ego of it. Yeah, it's which says it all so she was upset about that and then she was also upset about the I think she was upset about the accents. Uh but in terms of the content, she didn't say, oh, this isn't true. So I think probably they've toned it down more than... Um, it, felt, it felt like um, they've used absolutely every single scene they filmed. Oh, right. Why, though? I don't know. It just, it just, there's so many scenes. Just like, oh, my God. It got to about two hours and I was really losing my patience. And also, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like the brilliant idea of taking a, a, one of those chilli bottles with tea... But like, they don't cool down, do they? No. Cut to this morning. There I up? am. There I am in Barry's boot camp. I nearly burned my face off. It was a <laughs> scolding hot. It was a scolding hot on the 
as it was. We've had this early. about tea. We've had this about tea. Yeah, but it I didn't realise in those bottles. Down. But in those bottles, it, they just keep the temperature. Yeah, the, you took. You're talking about the, the, the silver bottles. So, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god, that was my favourite until somebody broke mine. But the entire film, I was like, I went to sip it, and I was like, I can see the steam coming off. Like, <laughs> and you just, and you no. just feel it tickling your nose, but like, like that, the heat, no, the heat, the steam. But I forgot about it. So this morning, yeah. I picked it up, picked the bottle. Well, it's got water in. Running on the running machine, and then it's like boiling hot, boiling like the steam was still coming off it. Mm. Yeah, they're good. I mean, it's better than the old school thermos flask where if you put it down, it you just heard that tinkle, tinkle, tinkle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you'd know that your flask was done, you know. I oh, know, it it, it, they, they definitely work. But my God, I could have really helped myself this morning. <laughs> I totally agree. I had a favourite metal, you know, like reinforced stainless steel one, which I was in love with it it was just the right size hard rock cafe just the right size loved it took it everywhere and i gave it somebody else to fill Never and they bust the stopper they've broken the stopper so um so yeah so that was the and yeah. also you know typical in the cinema get the amount of people that were coughing non-stop mm. and i just don't get it it's like what people are just revolting but what do you do when someone's coughing next to you what do you say and and how does that go down? It doesn't matter if COVID aside, it doesn't really matter. If you've got a cough, you just don't go to the cinema. Well, that's what I would think. But then I was on the train again, coming back from, well, going to Reading and coming back from London to Manchester. And on both trains, I had a bit of a situation <coughs> with people who were coughing. Now, at one point, this Reading train, it, I think it had just come through Birmingham and a load of people had got on because there'd been train delays and cancellations and a load of people got on so the, the carriage was absolutely rammed. And someone sat down next to me and I wasn't looking, so I, was, I wasn't looking at who had sat down next to me because I was look, turning towards the window because I'm being neurotic about loads of people getting on the train. And as whoever it was sat down next to me, just like sneezed and coughed all over me, right, right into my path. And I just turned round and I wasn't even looking at who it was. And I said, do you mind just coughing? If you're going to cough, do you mind just coughing over into the aisle so that we're not, you know, social distancing? And she, because it was a woman, said to me, are you being racist? And I looked up because it was the first time, like, I'd actually registered male, female, race, anything. And I looked up at her and she was Korean. And I thought, are you looking at me right now? I'm black. You're Korean and you're accusing me of being racist because I'm asking you not to cough. I'm asking you to cough into the aisle. I mean, and now I, I can kind of see she might be bringing the 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 weight of the baggage of however she's been treated before she's got on the train but that Definitely. totally wasn't my intention i would have said that to anybody if they'd have coughed on me and i just said to her listen it's nothing to do with race or anything like that 
I work in hospitality. I have to test every other day. I do not want somebody coughing over me that is then going to render me and everybody around me unable to work. And she just started raising her voice and shouting about racism and everything. And I'm like, look, this is not what I meant. This is really not what I meant. Anyway, she got up and moved and I just thought, well, crack on me because that's not what I said. Yeah. Wow. And then on the train coming back from London, it was a family, two different families, and their kids were just, oh, I would just coughing, move. coughing, no. coughing. I and would just jumping. get up and move. But it's difficult, I know. There wasn't train. anywhere. The yeah. seats were all taken. Now. You couldn't move. Like every seat was taken on the train, and their kids were just jumping up, first of all, screaming in the quiet carriage. <laughs> we don't, I mean, all we can do is like talk, talk. non stop <laughs> in the quiet carriage. But um, screaming at the top of his voice and playing with the game, no headphones. So you've got this like loop of whatever software yeah. is playing with going on. And I actually. Actually, that I had to get up me. and say that to the family, listen, I'm, I'm really sorry. I mean, I know he's a child, but you're in the quiet carriage. So could you just please either put headphones on or just calm it down a little bit? Absolutely. Because, you know, we're in the quiet carriage here. I mean, seriously. <laughs> how, how dare anybody disturb the peace? How dare anybody disturb the peace? And Madonna says that all artists should disturb the peace. But less about Madonna. I'm not yeah, what, what is that? What exactly is going on there? I don't know. I mean, I am such a fervent, fervent supporter of Madonna, but I'm finding it really difficult now. It's, yeah, I mean, the last the last two, three weeks just kind of... Have been a nightmare. Well, she's, it's, just, it's just... I think it's, it's the whole... She thinks she's mastered Instagram, but actually she's just getting it... She's getting it completely wrong. She's getting it completely wrong. She's just wrong. giving too much away. Yeah, she's giving too much away. And she's also showing a side of her which is con- which contradicts what she says she is. So, you know, she's doing all these photos and everything. And then she says, everybody did this for free. These are interns. Uh, that was, you know, that, that, that post was actually unforgivable. How can somebody at that level, billionaire, multiple times over, be engaging young people to create original content and not pay them for their time or their services? That is criminal. Well, she's always had a reputation of being stingy, so there you go. Well, I suppose that's why billionaires are billionaires and why we... We're not. (laughs) We're not. (laughs) Because we're fair and they're not. Also, we want to know who is actually taking these photos. Yeah, well, that would be the other thing as well, if she'd just credit. Well, it must be someone. Who's done it? Do you you reckon it's Mercy? No, because she would say if it was one of her kids. She'd say, because she's like, you know... If David dances to Michael Jackson, David is David, David, David. And if Mercy does it, you know, like on the um, Madame X, she credits her kids. She doesn't credit anybody else. You know, if it's 
Lord Ernestine. <laughs> but anyway, she credits her, her people, but she doesn't credit anybody else. Yeah. That's naughty. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a rough time in terms of, you know, how we are and how we are with our stars. Because, I mean, we just lost two people either end of the scale. There's Stephen Sondheim just died. And then, do you know what? It's, uh, last week I was with my dad. My dad's a massive fan. And we were talking about him. Because I said, how old is he now? And then he said, he's been in his 90s. I'm like, oh, now I've said that I'd be dead next week. <gasps> five oh, days your dad late, must be horrified. Five days later. <laughs> your dad must be horrified. One of the best songwriters ever. Of course, because we watched um, the film on Netflix, Tick, Tick, Boom. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, I haven't. No. I'll watch it. It's really, okay. it's really good. It's the, do you know much about it? Anything about it? No. It's um, the true story of the playwright that wrote, um, that wrote Rent. Okay. Larson. I've forgotten his first name. Anyway, um, and um, so he made, and he died on the, Eve of the opening on Broadway of Rent, he actually oh. died. But before that, he wrote another show, which was about him being a playwright in the early 90s, trying to get his play made. And that is what this is. Okay. And the person that, the only person, just when he kind of thought he was like getting somewhere, it, it, you know, it's, it's really hard work. So he did, you know, him, he, he wrote a show, it got well received, and then nothing happened. And it's like, on to the next one. But the only person that um, saw something in him was Stephen Sondheim. Right. So. Um, oh, yeah. I must have a look at that. Must... Oh, it's really good. It's really. I mean, it's really good. The songs are good. It's a musical, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really good. Save you for um, when you wind down over Christmas. Over Christmas, yeah. What are we going? I mean, there's just so much to be anxious about <laughs> with this Christmas world. This is a special announcement for passengers in the choir carriage. Do please keep conversation to a minimum and no mobile phones. I can hardly hear myself think. No, I mean, let's let me talk about last Thursday. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, we do need to talk about last Thursday because that was a bit of an event. Come on. The rap party of UK Drag Race on a Thursday afternoon at two in the, uh, like starting yeah. at two o'clock. Three in the afternoon. It was so in good. the Twitter and, and it's HQ. Do, it's do, yeah, and it's those kind of things that we've really missed. There's like special days where you do something special on a, yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah, they're the things that we've really missed. And um, yeah, I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it was full on, full on, entire cast of Drag Race. Um, I opened it playing disco, funk, groovy tunes for the beginning of it. And then we had the screening of the finale. Then we had a Q&A with the finalists and obviously the winner, who is our favourite, which is... Um, Crystal yeah, Versace. Crystal Versace. And, I mean, they were... they. Everybody, absolutely everybody brought their triple A game to that. It was such a lovely event. It was absolutely it fantastic. It was a really good event. Um, it was, it was, yeah, it was kind of the, kind of like perfect event. 
Yeah, and it was just good watching that finale in front of those people. Totally, because you... Because everyone there was obviously so close to it and, you know, so... Well, they were singing along, they were, they, you know, and they were... Everything that Rue said, they were echoing it. You know, they had all they, the little catchphrases. They were as well, weren't they? Oh, when people started, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sit down, sit down. No, it was great. And actually, there's something that we, there's something that we never discussed. You know, when they opened up for the Q&A, the first person that asked a question. Do you remember that? Was the first person the lawyer? No. No. The first person, and it kind of was like, really? A clang question. It was a proper. It was about what other procedures do you have planned? Oh yeah, really personal. It yeah, was like, and it was kind of like Judy Love was like, okay. <laughs> and there was these like howls of like, what a question! Was, what a question! <laughs> yeah, Judy, that... it was really kind of like, because I think it's like there's kind of being bitchy and there's being nasty yeah yeah and that was nasty and it was just like it wasn't a nice question yeah it wasn't yeah it was trying to bring the winner down but, yeah but, but it was not really not in a nice way it was like Ooh. Well, and then Judy loves like moving on yeah and she was brilliant <laughs> really Judy liked Love her. was just hilarious Really, really, very, very funny. I like her comedy. How she goes into the little mumble at the end of the line. <laughs> and I liked her. I liked her style because she would ask a question and she'd get the good answer. But then she was quite fast. But yeah. not in a kind of like she. But it still kind of flowed. Um, I think I told you I went to this Q and A with Tori Amos at Rough Trade a month ago, and the person interviewing was just. <laughs> it was embarrassing being there. Yeah. Because it was so awkwardly bad that you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, should ask what, you know, like, all the questions I've written down, should ask one question, Toy would answer, and then suddenly it would, like, before you had a chance to kind of really kind of, when you ask a question, there was no conversation. It just kind of, okay, Toy answers question, next question. Yeah. There wasn't any kind of, like, pickups. So, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. But, uh, it was so bad. And Tori, bless her, did her best to kind of, you know, help her give encouragement <laughs> but it was a shame but, but I mean still it was still a really great event um, but um, yeah but Judy was she was brilliant yeah there was um, I think of that whole entire drag race thing there was only one downside of it and it wasn't anything to do with drag race and it was to do with that smell in the lift of the Twitter HQ. Because <laughs> it was just the most random detail. But you have this beautiful building with a lift with no numbers. It's like a state-of-the-art building in the heart of theatre town. Um you know it is it's in the heart it, like the central hub of London and it seems to be over the drains it, it smells it smells like they've, they've, they've got a morgue on the basement <laughs> it smells like they've got a dead body in the lift shaft it's horrible absolutely shocking 
I mean, we were like shuddering. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> we could not wait for that lift to get down. It's, I mean, anyway. Um, Thank God it was only one floor, but that was one long Exactly. Floor. Dear Twitter HQ, send in the cleaners. <laughs> oh, I think you've either got rats in your basement or something. Very good afternoon to all passengers. Just to remind you that the buffet car is open and even the placemats are gloom-free. Did you watch Dexter yet? I loved it. But it's like, do you know when I was watching Dexter, I was thinking, this is exactly how me and Gavin wrote it. Because yeah. we said straight away. Not that it's predictable. Spoiler alert. Hashtag spoiler alert. Because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen episode. Are we on episode four now? Yeah. Before, yeah. Please do get up to date with Dexter if you haven't watched it because we are going to watch this to episode 10 and we're going to talk about every episode because it's fantastic. Because we haven't actually spoken about the prop yet, but I mean, it, this is the kind of, this is the series that we didn't ask for, didn't expect. Yeah, but we have got. And it's absolutely brilliant. It's so good. Every single thing that happens makes you shake your head in wonderment do you know what really really it gets me every single week the opening credits yeah i jump out of my skin yes because <laughs> it's so abrupt and i yeah and, but but also what's really amazing is the is the closing credits yeah beautiful i mean it's different every week but it's everything so yeah beautiful yeah and i do like that ice ice pick blood it's brilliant. Angular, the fonts, everything about it is so crisp and so perfect and so precise. Yeah, it's it's funny how they obviously the ending to the original series was so bad, but actually now it's actually okay. I mean, it's even just tiny little details, like when he was making the breakfast for his son, the way the son was and eating. he cracked the egg. No, but when he cracked the egg into the pan, just straight away you saw the opening credit. The actor that's playing the young Dexter um, is so good. I've completely overlooked now the fact that he's not blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know what? I've got a lot of friends who've got dark hair who started off blonde. Yeah. Who were really like white blonde infants. So it's not unusual that the hair colour will change. But it's a really good actor and he actually does look a bit like Dexter. Yeah. It's their attitude as well. And those little moments, they're mirroring each other really well. And you can see when they're like, with that connection where he was asking him about the stab wound. Oh, it's so clever. I mean, it go, it's not... The thing about Dexter is... It's violent, but not violent all the time. There's a violence in it, but the real thing about Dexter is the psychology of it, the psychology of people, the psychology of human nature. But the fact that it's also in this small town and it's snowing the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, that's mostly that's... indoors. Whereas before it was Miami on the beach, and it's the completely. It just. It, it, if it was in Miami again, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have been the same. Yeah, you see, I think with the snow, you've got that Fargo coincidence. Which they, which, which they actually referenced. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
It's beautiful. Yeah. The way it's written is just perfect. I mean, I if I'd written that, I would be totally... Yeah, and it's doing really well. Like, the numbers in the written states are, like, huge. Like, it's, doing, it's a big success. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic, you know. If you compare it with, um, let's say, the morning show and how... <laughs> badly that wrapped up and how long that took I couldn't even believe that it had finished you told me that it had finished and I was expecting another two, three episodes I, I mean, even went and checked it last night I did as well I actually, <laughs> after we spoke about it I actually just let me check because I, you know, I say things that, are kind of like, that I believe so much and they're not true <laughs> and that rap was just it was really bad oh but thing, it was just the thing that I am enjoying Oh, they just, so I was watching the, this week's Doctor Who. Oh, I loved it. But then I, halfway through, I was kind of not really into it. It was, I, it was good, but then it was a bit silly. But then halfway through, the news broke about Virgil. Yeah. So I need to actually um, finish it. But oh, what about Virgil? How awful. There are deaths that can come and go and every life is precious every single life is precious it's horrible when anybody dies but then there are deaths that can just really kick you and this is he's young mm. he's only 40 I, I find it really you know even now like you go for your feeds on socials all the different people from all your, you know, your life, work, work, fashion, art, music, architecture, everyone had something to say. Something to say. Mm. It wasn't that like he was a great DJs. designer or a DJ or, you know, furniture maker or, you know, designer or whatever. It was like everyone it was like, wow. And I think it's kind of fair to say that you don't have to have liked all his, what he did off-white that does not appeal to me you know that it's, it's not my kind of label but kids love it well what best-selling you know it's some of the new designs that are forthcoming from nike and actually now they will make sense yeah well it's just not what you or i would buy but yeah there is you know there there is a whole legion of fans for that particular level and style and and um concept of um sports casual clothing you know high-end sports casual as well i remember when aretha franklin died i had a gig somewhere at home in manchester and i didn't think i was particularly lost in grief when I started it but I knew when I finished it the manager came to me and he said oh it was a bit strange tonight wasn't it <laughs> and I said yeah I think I'm grieving because I just played pretty much back to back <laughs> read the Franklin track I think I, probably 50% of my set that night had been whether consciously or unconsciously probably well, not 50%, probably 30% of my set had been Aretha Franklin song. Yeah, but why not? And there are some deaths that just really hit you. 
I know, like, when when you texted me on Sunday, have you heard about Virgil? I wasn't even aware yet. And I had to have a look at it. And as I was reading it, I thought, oh, my God, Gavin's going to be really feeling this because I know of all the people that I know from the very beginning of all the things that he's done, you've been talking continually about this person. Before he got Louis Vuitton, you said, just watch this person, he's going to do this. Just watch this person, he's going to do it. Do you know, it's quite, it's, I mean, it, it, all these things in hindsight. When um, he did his the first big collaboration with Nike, um, I won a raffle at Derby Street Market, and he was there, he gave a talk, and then he was he was signing, like he was writing on the shoes. But like, I don't know why, but I was like, oh. You didn't get your shoes though. It just wasn't, I don't know what. That's not your vibe though. That's why, it's not your vibe. You don't do a sign no, shoe. No, it's not, it's like, it's not, it's, it's not, it's like, no, not at all. Um, which is why, you know, there were, there were other people that were desperate, so uh, I was like, whatever, it's not mine. But um, I think there's something to be said as well about like, these creatives, actually they don't stop. And, and, all the projects that he had going on um, we spoke about it does he never sleep yeah it just you know just just to do the 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 Louis Vuitton job that that is more than it wasn't just that he had everything music it was just like 50 night trainers another 50 night trainers Louis Vuitton music going DJ the club going Kanye Donda Yeah, but actually, before I get off, of all the um, messages, things that will seem the most touching this week, Kanye. When I get off this train, I'm going to listen to the entirety of the Kanye dedication to Virgil Abloh. I think I just love what he did with Adele. I, I just love how he he made that Adele really emotional yeah I know like she's I know like Adele yeah she's great and you know but uh, you know there's kind of like a poor me emotion to Adele but what Kanye did is twist it into actually oh it's just an uplifting celebration of life and and what people say as well because he's used this Adele song almost like the African how African people bury their dead, and it's to give them something. Ladies and gentlemen, we've reached our final destination. Before you leave the train, have a good look around, make sure you have all your luggage and your valuables, and anything else you came with. The quiet carriage returns next week.